Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Dina Brown. Dina has almost 20 years of experience in the investment and financial services industry. And I, for one, need this education, and I think that likely many of us do, as we are living in an unusual time. And one of the benefits we may discover is that our relationship with money is different, and we might make some good, significant changes going forward. So let's meet Dina Brown and get started on some financial education. Dina Brown, good morning. It is wonderful to have you join us today. Good morning, Kate. How are you? Doing just great and uh, enjoying the beginning of a day, you know, the sun just thinking to come out here on the West Coast. But of course, you're already uh, looking at sunlight, aren't you? Yes, I am from Florida. Mm -hmm. So here we are, you know, we're kind of at the extreme opposite ends of the country. You're way down in the southeast and I'm way up here in the northwest. Uh, That's about as far away as we can get from each other. Sure is. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> no, it but just occurred sure occurred to me. And, and, you know, if we're talking social distancing, of course, we're on the phone, so that's there. But, boy, when you think about being so diagonally across the country, there's distance. Yes. Yeah. Lots of distance. So things for you in Florida have been interesting, I would imagine, keeping distance, uh, adjusting to this kind of new normal we have right now. Yeah, it's just like uh, most of the country here, only the essential businesses are open. So I am, too, working from home, and my kids are home from school, and they will be for the rest of the school year. They don't have any more after-school activities, uh, no tutoring. It's just kind of like an extended summer break for them. And my husband's working from home, so we're all here as a happy family at home, working and enjoying each other's company. It's been good. And has that been somewhat of an adjustment to all be home at the same time for this amount of time? It's (laughs) definitely been an adjustment. So, um, you know, I'm doing this interview right now from my bedroom (laughs) because (laughs) my home office is downstairs and it's just way too noisy with the kids and the husband and the dogs and so uh, it is, it's definitely an adjustment that I can't go to my office and, and conduct business like I used to. But you know what? I think that humans are adaptable, and that's what we've done. We've made it work and made some small changes so that we can keep living our lives. Exactly. That adaptability is is certainly very critical. One other question surrounding this, though, is regarding the commute. Has this been uh, really a gift not to have to leave the house and potentially drive or do some kind of commuting to an office? Well, typically commutes can be stressful because you've got the traffic and you don't want to be late and there are a lot of things and factors that you can't control when you're commuting. So, when you're not commuting, it's actually a lot less stressful. You can take more time and have your coffee, have more time with your family. It's just a little bit more relaxed. And what I've appreciated is the time that I would spend commuting, which could add up to two to three hours a day, is time, is time at home. Mm-hmm. You know, doing gardening or reading, just more relaxing. Yes, less stressful, isn't it? Absolutely. 
Well, as we talk about being less stressful, but this could be really a big stressor in this time is the financial end of things, which of course is why we are here speaking with you as a certified financial planner and wealth advisor. Uh, So you have a different perspective or a much broader perspective on what we're experiencing because for us who are working, because here I am continuing to do my work, I get a paycheck, but other people have not been so fortunate. So that's really a challenge. It has been. And I've heard a lot of uh, people are in different situations. Some are still working and getting a paycheck and others are not. And it's like, well, what do you do if you are working financially? What if you do if you're not working Right now, if you're not working, I hope that you've already applied for unemployment. And what's kind of nice is that the federal government is adding an extra $600 per week to unemployment checks because they're just unemployment just isn't enough to live your life. But if you find that your cash flow, I mean, if you're not working, you probably don't have any cash flow. Cash is really key at times like these. And if you didn't plan ahead and you don't have 12 months of cash in your savings account, then there are other ways that you can tap your own liquidity. And some examples of that are, one, if you have an IRA but you're under the age of 59 and a half, typically if you take money out of an IRA, you'd have to pay a 10% penalty. Well, because of the coronavirus, uh, now you are allowed to take out up to $100,000 from your IRA without penalty. And that money will be taxed over the next three years. Normally, it'd be taxed right away, but you can spread out the taxes for three years. And that could be a source of money that you can help pay your living expenses. Like that's the number one thing is that you've got to make sure you can get your living expenses paid and try to keep your credit intact if you can. The other way that you can tap into your liquidity is if you have a 401k, you can borrow up to $100,000 on that before it was only $50,000. And again, you can use that to get you through this rough patch. And then once things start to settle down again, you would be paying yourself back. So you wouldn't necessarily be paying the bank back. But talking about banks, for those of you that have mortgages and car payments, contact your mortgage and bank because a lot of institutions are allowing certain programs for their customers in that if you have a mortgage and you are affected by the COVID-19, you just call them up and say, I'm affected, what programs do you have for me? And a lot of times they're deferring mortgage payments for up to three months and then just tacking them on to the end. And the other thing too is with car payments, you can also contact your bank and say, hey, I know I've been affected, what can you do for me? And they can also defer for three months if that's the program they're having. But I've heard a lot of banks and mortgage companies are doing these types of programs. All you have to do is call and find out. So that, of course, is very key, is to call, identify yourself, identify what you have going on, and you're going to get the assistance. 
Yes. It, it, and it doesn't hurt to try. You know, you just don't know. And if, you know, just think about if you're not working and you don't have to pay your mortgage payment, which is probably your biggest expense that you have, and maybe a car payment, it's like, okay, I actually have a little bit of breathing room here. Let me think about my overall plan. Let me rebuild. And that's the thing, too, is that you really need to think about what you're going to do over an uncertain period of time. And that's everybody can agree that these times are uncertain, and we don't know when the economy is going to go back to the way it was. So you need to think about this now and plan out what you're going to do if this gets prolonged. And of course, it, it, this is such a catch-22 because finances, of, uh, even in the best of times, can be a stressor. Right now, this kind of stress is the last thing we need when we're already looking at this health crisis. It can really be a, a tipping point in some cases. It can. And you know, this is not the time to turn a cheek and just ignore it and think that it's going to go away. You've got to figure out what your plan is and, and move forward. No matter what happens, you've got to keep moving forward. And I also want to mention that if you have a financial team, if you have a financial advisor, a banker, a CPA, an attorney, that at these times your team needs to be giving you guidance and leadership. And they should be available to you. You should be able to ask them questions and get answers. And if your team is not available to you, then it's time for you to start looking for a new team. And so look for a new team. But what if someone hasn't uh, really planned in that way? They might be just starting out, but it might be someone who's just kind of figured, oh, eventually I'll get to it and doesn't have this kind of team in place. It's never too late to start building your team. So, uh, there, you know, everybody's working from home. So a lot of times they're not having client uh, appointments face-to-face, which, you know, saves time. They've got more hours. They're not commuting. <laughs> so they have more hours of the day to work on their business. And so if there's something that you need, there's, there should be a professional out there. And just ask your friends. A lot of times if you ask your friends, who are you working with, who's giving you good service, that's a really great place to uh, get a referral uh, or uh, maybe ask another professional if you have maybe your banker and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for a CPA. Um, I own a small business. I don't know what to do. Uh, and they can refer you to someone that uh, they've worked with in the past. So just ask around. And, it, again, it's never too late to start building your team. And if we think about it, taking the opportunity, we'll look at it as, as that as an opportunity, now that we're in this kind of a crisis mode, if we haven't done that, this is a key time to do it, and we might find that that is the gift that we come out with at, at one th- once this has passed. Yes, this is right? the time to do it. We've been given a gift of time that it's kind of like things like time has stopped and things have slowed down. And now it's time to, you know, collect your thoughts and say, okay, what do I want for the future? And start planning. Start planning for the future and look at the things you need to do now to get through this and then also come out the other side 
and plan for what's lying ahead. So that is definitely is such wisdom, you know, having this foundation, either work on what you have or create it if you don't have it. But what about, you know, if we're in a situation, which many people are, it's a huge number, they've been laid off and the finances aren't there uh, to do any kind of financial planning. But really, you're saying, I think, Dina, that this is a time to financially plan, even when there aren't the funds to do it. Yes, because when I say financially plan, not only do I mean for the future, but for today as well. There's so many different programs out there that are available. There's, uh, you know, things or, or planning techniques that can be done to help you get through this time and n- not make a big mistake. So and some of those things I mentioned earlier about, you know, deferring your mortgage payment or your car payment, but that's where your team comes in because they're the ones that are looking at what's going on, what's available, and, you know, and a lot of this could be Greek to some people, and and it's hard to understand it. That's why it's that's why I say it's important to work with a team of people or even a professional to help you figure out all the nuances of what's going on right now. Now, we, of course, are dealing with people who are renters, and I've heard differing things about this, and it probably is different all across the country where, you know, in some cases, rents are being deferred, but they're not really being spread out over a period of time. People are going to have to pay them uh, once they're, we're back on our feet again, so to speak. Yes. Uh, so every landlord's different contact your landlord if you're you know if you're not able to make your rent payment call them see what they can do for you and you know there is no guarantee so maybe they'll work with you maybe they won't but you've got to live somewhere so try to take care of the most important things uh, first such as housing food security And again, tap any kind of resources that you may have to be able to float yourself or just get through a time like this and then learn from it. Say, okay, what did I do this time? What could I have done to be more prepared for this to happen? Because no one ever thinks this is going to happen, and this is the first time we've ever had a health crisis globally. And so... How could you plan for this? But learn from it and say, okay, in the future, what could I have done? Okay, I could have had at least six months of savings in my bank account. Um, I could have been putting money away into an IRA every year. I could have been putting money away into my 401K. And that's another thing, too, that I want to mention is that automated savings seems to work better than not automated. So if you have to, like, actually put money into your savings account, it's like, oh, I have to remember to do it. I mean, you've got a million other things to do, but if you automate it and have it done just on a regular basis where it just gets taken out and gets put in the savings account, when you don't see it, you don't spend it. That is, what is that? That's just human nature, I guess. It is. We're all human. And and if we see it, we want to spend it. (laughs) 
But are we seeing, do you think, a, a trend where there is less spending going on, aside from, of course, the basics for our food? There is less spending. I've actually talked to some others about this specific topic where people are staying at home. They're not going out to eat. They're not getting their hair done. They're not going to sport events. They're not going to the symphony. They're, you name it, they're not doing it because they're at home. So they are spending a lot less money. And if that's the case for you, if you see a little extra money coming into your checking account, not coming in, but just kind of racking up in there because you're not spending as much as you were, then that's very eye-opening. And you can see that you could live off of less. And why not set up an automated savings plan now and say, okay, for example, I could, we're not spending this $100. It's just sitting in my, in my checking account. Why not automate that and have $100 a month set up that, that gets sent over to my savings account? And then that way you can try to get your savings up to that 6 to 12 months of living expenses. So you have something to fall back on if and when we come back into a time like this where you really, really need it. And one never knows. We didn't expect this to mm-hmm. happen. Things like this can happen. And, and hopefully they don't again in, in our lifetime and into the future. But just in case, how great to have made this kind of plan and come into retirement years with a nest egg. Oh, yes. Yes, right. this is the time to plan and look at what you've got what you want in the future, and you just can't rely on the government to take care of you financially. You've got to take care of yourself, you've got to be independent, and you've got to get a plan and implement and take action. And so I think what we've been seeing, because we've essentially, the majority of us have had to stay in place, shelter down, that we are not spending just indiscriminately. So there are those savings. We'll see, we can see where maybe we're just, have not been wise in the past and be a little uh, more sensible going forward. Yes, I think that it's going to really be eye-opening for a lot of people to see that they really don't need to spend as much as they have been. And the nice thing, too, about automatic savings is that, and with my clients, what I do is I say, okay, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And then they say, you know, I want to retire at this time, and I want this much of income. And then I say, this is how much you have to save every year. And so as long as that gets saved and it gets taken out automatically, they can spend the rest. Just go, go have at it. Right. And what about, we've been talking about individuals, what about someone who is a business owner, is responsible for employees, and is in a situation where at least some have had to be laid off? How should they be approaching this? So almost 50% of Americans are employed by small businesses in this country, and there are a lot of programs out there right now for the business, the small business owner. And uh, last week, 
they just passed another stimulus package for business owners. It's about $400 billion with a B, billion dollars, that is going to be available for the payroll protection plan. And so the payroll protection plan, PPP, is for business owners to borrow money from the government and try to continue to pay their employees. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, what they had done in the past wasn't enough. And that's why they keep putting more money out there. So it's vital right now. If you are a small business owner, you've got to contact your bank right away because it's first come, first serve. So if you think that your business is going to be affected by this, or maybe it's not right now, but it could be in the future, because we don't know how long it's going to take for us to get out of this situation. You've got to contact your bank now and get your application in because that money could run out. And they say that it probably will run out pretty quickly. Well, it certainly did the first time around, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It did. <laughs> it went fast. Not that we should be surprised because of the entrepreneurial spirit that we have across the country with so many small businesses of course, there is that challenge. So many restaurants, uh, there's such a service industry that mm-hmm. that's a, a big part of this, I think. Yeah, it's it, it's just so heartbreaking to see a lot of these businesses struggling and they can't get the customers through the door. Now, earlier we had talked about how humans are adaptable. I've seen a lot of businesses here in my local area, at least, restaurants and um, mostly restaurants that they they have they have pivoted they're like okay look we can't have customers come into our restaurant and eat all right we're going to do to-go orders right and which is really nice because i've been cooking like almost every night and it's just such a treat (laughs) to go out and get a to-go order and bring it home and not have to eat and it's good and and then you're you're you know helping those small businesses so Anyway, you've yet, you know, a lot of businesses, they've got to adapt. They have got to and have a plan B because, again, we just don't know how long this is going to take. Right. And the thing about this, you were saying that how you're cooking a lot, we're cooking a lot and staying at home. Maybe we're seeing the balance instead of so much eating out on a regular basis, uh, really seeing how we do some of each and certainly cooking at home, and I'm sure your kids are finding that to be quite interesting. Are you including them in, in that activity? Well, my my little one, he was really into cooking, but <laughs> not so much right now. Um, but, you know, my kids, they whatever I make, they eat. So that's another thing, too. I wonder if people are changing their eating habits and eating healthier now, if they're cooking at home, are they making healthier choices than when they weren't cooking at home and eating out? And, and I just wonder about that, if, uh, if people are going to maybe come out of this a little bit healthier than they were before we got in. And hopefully, I think that my feeling is that there's probably more of that, at least I hope there's more of it. I know that at, at 
in our home were doing more of that, you know, getting the fresh fruit and making the smoothies and doing more salads. But I think I've seen, too, where there is a kind of that tendency, oh, I deserve a treat. And there's maybe too much of the uh, junk food going on, too. Mm. Yeah, I've got to hide the junk food from my kids because if it's in the house, they eat it. Uh, but, you know, it, that's what you've got to do. Out of sight, out of mind, right? Right. <laughs> Just like with your savings. Um, so, but one great thing, and, and I'm, I don't know what your weather is like in Seattle, um, but here in Florida, it's been pretty nice. And so I get the kids outside, you know, especially since they're not in school right now. I get them out, go outside, play, be active. And that's another wonderful thing is that I see all my neighbors now that I've never seen before. They're walking, jogging, bike riding, and I'm like, oh, who are you? Oh, you're my neighbor. Well, it's nice to meet you. You know, stay six feet apart, of course, but it's nice to see that people are getting more exercise and that they're more active, too. Exactly. And I can attest to that, too, that without having the long commutes... Now there's that time to get outside and take a walk, and the dog would just gets super excited because there's more opportunity for that. So, yeah, there's a, a real win-win, too. Yes, and so instead of going out and spending money or going shopping or, you know, we do those things to fill up our time, it seems that we're filling up our time with other things that don't cost as much money. Right, and mm-hmm. we can put that, what we're saving, it's easy to earmark that and expand that IRA or the 401k or get it started at least because now we see we have the means to do that and then just stay with that good habit. And yes, and just starting with just a little bit and just get into the habit, maybe two or three months and then see how that feels. And say, okay, well, I didn't see any kind of effect on my my lifestyle, so let me increase that a little bit more. And then reevaluate, well, I didn't see an effect on my lifestyle, and then increase it a little bit more. And so that's how I suggest that you do it is not don't go out and throw a like a whole big chunk of money into something every month and then you're, you know, scraping by and you can't meet your your living expenses, just start with a little bit at, at a time and then increase over time and just see how you do. And again, it's, um, it's human nature. If you don't see it in your checking account, you typically don't spend it. And try to stay off the credit cards if you can, because it's easier to, to rack up your credit card because you're like, well, I have, all, I have this credit line, so I'm going to go ahead and spend it. If you try to use your debit card or your credit card on your bank account instead, sometimes it makes you think twice before you go and buy something that you may really not need. Exactly. And that's a good thing to take a look at. Our closet or the pantry and see what is there that I really need and how much have I used it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean... And this, and if you have more time now, I've heard a lot of people are doing their big spring cleanouts. They're cleaning out their closet, cleaning out the garage, and not only is it nice to see what you're not using, but like that feeling of getting everything orderly and tidy. There's nothing like it. it makes you feel so good. 
It does, doesn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Getting organized. And as we organize the physical space, then we begin to organize the mental space. And that's going to be organizing the financial space. It's There is where we can look at what the gift is in all of what we're going through. It is. It is a gift. It's a gift that we can finally slow down, take a good look at everything in our lives, all aspects, and say, hmm, maybe I could do this differently. Let me give that a try. And, you know, for the better. Definitely for the better. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been such an interesting and most exciting conversation, Dina Brown. People, if they want to get more information, uh, they can find you on a website, right? And that is? Yes, my website is my first name, which is spelled D-E-A-N-N-A, Dina-Brown, my last name, dot com. I am on LinkedIn, and I am on Facebook, and I have my website. So if you need to get a hold of me, you can always email me as well, which is my first name, D-E-A-N-N-A, period, Brown, at LCP Wealth, which is LCP, Lakeview Capital Partners, Wealth.com. Great. Well, this has been just such a great inspirational time, Dina Brown. I really appreciate that you've shared this information and your time with us. Thank you so greatly. It was such a pleasure, Kate. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me on. And Stay safe and be well. And you and your family as well. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dina Brown and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. John Knutson. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I'll get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then Sunday mornings, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of using this gift of time we have to incorporate healthy habits for living. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.